Thank you for tuning in to the WAM Podcast, where women empower women in business and manufacturing. Hello and welcome to the Women in Manufacturing Podcast. My name is Fran Brunel, and I'm the president of Accelerated Manufacturing Brokers, Inc., a company that specializes in mergers and acquisitions nationally within the manufacturing sectors, and I'm your host for today's show. Today, we're welcoming to the show Sue Nordman, president of Obsidian Manufacturing Industries, Inc. in Rockford, Illinois. Obsidian is a multi-brand manufacturer and grind shop. Obsidian owns the Magna Lock USA work holding brand, Magna Lift, and Power Grip Lifting Magnet brands. Sue is passionate about social media marketing, brand awareness, and business management. Since taking the helm of Obsidian with majority ownership in 2018, she's navigated the acquisition of Ardor Precision Grinding Machines brands and the assets of Stag Grinding. Sue, we are so appreciative of you spending time with us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, we're delighted to have you here. So listen, if you don't mind, introduce our listeners to Obsidian Manufacturing Industries. Tell us a little bit about the company's history and what you specialize in. Well, thank you, Fran. We are a grind shop, which as you had said, we had just recently acquired last year. And in addition to that, we have four brands that we manufacture products here in our facility, all American-made products. And we're family-owned, small business. My husband and I are the owners. He was the owner or the majority owner until a couple years ago when he decided to get hit back on the shop floor where he loves it and turn over all the administrative and running the company and organization to me. I have an accounting background and it was a good fit. Our kids were all raised and out of school and it was time for me to go back to work full time. You know, it's funny how sometimes this is the first time hearing of your husband going back on the shop floor and it's, you know, I sell manufacturing businesses for a living and oftentimes the owners started a journey to become an entrepreneur, and they did not anticipate all that it took to run a company. And sometimes they want to sell it and go back to being a creator, back to what they loved about being a machinist. So that's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. My husband loves hands-on being out in the shop, working more directly with the customers. When we first started on our own in 2007, You know, our youngest child was in like second grade and it just wasn't a good fit for me to be involved full time in the business. So I worked part time and, you know, carried a laptop around and helped with the business as much as I could. But he was here more than full time and he did his time and he was ready to hand it over to me and get back to being on the shop floor. Like I said, he's a machinist by trade. So is he out there running the machines? Not so much, but he has got a lot of product knowledge in his head, works with the customers. He's our sales engineer. So it's worked out really well for both of us. That's good. And it seems like you both have been able to navigate the role changes successfully. Yes, definitely. 
Hey, so one of the things that I was, I'm so excited to be able to speak with you today and share with our listeners. You are one of the only women in manufacturing that I've spoken to who really understand SEO, content marketing, and the difference that it can make for your company. You guys have like insane brand awareness. <laughs> if you Google your company name, you fill up pages and pages and pages on Google, which is fabulous. This is something that a lot of manufacturers just don't get the importance of. So Talk to us a little bit about that journey, how you developed this awareness and, and what you're doing with social media with Obsidian. Well, it started probably with my own personal social media, you know, just seeing ads, other companies advertising. And I just thought, you know, why can't we do that? Why can't we put the manufacturing spin on it? Since we bought the grinding business, that really has kind of like a retail feel to it as far as marketing because it's quick in and out jobs that are a lot of local people. So, I mean, it's full scope. We're all over the place. You're right. You do Google Obsidian Manufacturing Industries and we'll fill up a few pages on your Google search. But that's a good thing. You know, we started out, it seems easy. Social media, if you're not paying for any ads or anything, is basically free other than the amount of labor you have put into it for someone to sit there and make all the posts and do the content and everything. But as far as cost-wise, you know, you're just out on the shop floor taking pictures and showing everyone who you are or what you are. And I will agree with you, manufacturing, that industry is lagging behind as far as social media and exposure on all the different networks. But we're seeing more and more people join the forces and getting their word out there, getting their pictures out there, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. I almost think like, generally speaking, it's a generational thing. The younger manufacturers who grew up with social media understand the importance of SEO, where oftentimes, and not always, but more often than not, the aging manufacturers simply don't understand the importance. They think of social media and they say, oh, well, that's not for me. And it's really one of the most inexpensive ways for a company to promote themselves. So can you speak a little bit about, I, I realize that you have a blog on your website, which is fabulous because, and it looks like you update it on a very regular basis. Yes, we do. So talk a little bit about that. And, you know, once a blog is on your website, first of all, it's a method to update your website on a regular basis, which Google loves, right? Exactly. But beyond that, I assume that you're taking that content and you're sharing it across your social channels. What does that look like? That's exactly what we do. Actually, we just posted another blog today with the history of the Magnalock brand name and following it through the years of when it first began to where it is now. Blogs are an excellent way to get content out there, to reuse content. It's just like you said, Google absolutely loves it because it absorbs all of that, picks out you know your SEO and it's just a, a great marketing tool that helps get your website more farther up in the rankings. 
Yep, that's exactly right. So how do you, often there's a gap between a sales approach and a marketing approach. How do you marry those two? That's interesting. You should ask me that because we just, we are on Twitter and we are participating in a USA manufacturing chat every week and different manufacturing companies host it. And in December, we hosted a Twitter chat about marrying the two sales and marketing and how they need to be on the same journey or they're not going to be very effective. So it's just, they need to be talking to each other. It's like right hand, left hand. They need both need to be working together. They can't be off on two different journeys. The sales are constantly in contact with our customers. That needs to be communicated to our marketing. What are the customers asking for? What are they looking for? And marketing needs to make sure that they're marketing those things, solving those questions. That's what a lot of our blogs are about, troubleshooting, asking questions about our products services, that type of thing. Yeah, the messaging has to be the same. And I think for so long, especially in larger, much larger manufacturing corporations, you had your sales department and you had your marketing department, and they rarely spoke to each other, which simply does not make sense, right? Exactly. Well, yeah. And a lot of old school is, you know, they're advertising. We And, you know, marketing is foreign to them. And it's it's just a matter of, I believe that marketing is always evolving. A lot of it has to do with the internet, social media, all those types of things. And you have to stay on point if you're going to keep up with it. Otherwise, you're going to be marketing or advertising to, to the wrong audience. Right. Not, who you're after is not going to hear you. Yeah. So I have actually never participated in a Twitter chat. Like, how large are these things? Well, much to my surprise, the last few of them, one of the behind the scenes people or what should I, creators of it, founders of it, did a global reach type thing of who, in a global sense, who was either listening or checking in, observing the chat, not necessarily participating because obviously you only see who's participating. It was global. It was all over the place. And it's a little surprising to me how big it has grown. I'm not at all one of the founders. I have a lot of respect for the people that did find this and started and help it grow. We started participating in it about last summer, I would say. And now we weekly are there and we every few months we host one if we have the opportunity. It's a tremendous thing for networking and to just see how other U.S. manufacturers are handling problems from marketing, sales, the whole pandemic, lots of different things. Interesting. So there must be a cost benefit ratio that makes sense for you because you continue to participate in it. So you're clearly getting something out of it. Absolutely. I've met a lot of people on there that I've networked with that is, to me, it's life changing. I mean, as far as in, in the business world, it's a great thing. It's an hour a week and it's very fast paced, especially if you're hosting it. It's difficult to keep up with it. 
up until just last week, we were the only company that participated in it that brought a team of people there. As far as our inside sales rep has his own Twitter, so he would be on there. I would be on there with my own Twitter, and then we'd have the company Twitter participating as well. So we bring a lot to it, but we also take a lot away from it. Mm, Fabulous. So for manufacturers that might be listening who are still of a belief that social media is a waste of time, in addition to increasing your SEO, your brand awareness, your Google ranking, have you gotten business from participating in social media or content marketing? Absolutely. I will say that if you are going to start the process of being on social media, using that as a marketing tool for your manufacturing company, once you commit, you need to follow through. You can't just start the accounts and post every you know month or two or something. It just you're not going to get the full benefit out of it. It really is something that you need to be able to dedicate your time to. It's not just one-sided. It's not just posting. It's also interacting with your followers. And we we do have messaging quite frequently from different people all over the world asking about our products, helping them try to troubleshoot things, all different matters. Obviously, there's lots of spam as well, but we filter that out. A couple of our brands, we've had people that were family members from when the brands were originally started because Ardor has been around for over 100 years. Magnalock's been around and Magnalift have been around like 75 years and Power Grip's been a little bit longer than that. So our brands are well established and there's a lot of history to them. So we were quite impressed when a, f- a couple family members have stepped forward through social media to talk to us about the brands and the history of it. So we get a lot as far as business, networking, other business professionals. And as you talked about how some companies, especially in the manufacturing industry, just aren't on board with it. Um, Unfortunately, we even have quite a few businesses that we deal with that don't even have a website, let alone social media. I just can't imagine how their business would increase if they just stepped on board with a lot of those things. And they're becoming simpler. I mean, 10, 20 years ago, it was quite difficult to start your own website. Now you can have it done in a half in a half day if you have little content, you know, just to get something out there and get established. You can have it done in a few hours. It's funny, you know, selling manufacturing businesses for a living, oftentimes savvy buyers look for acquisition opportunities where there's good bones to the company. They've got, you know, they've nailed their manufacturing processes and so forth, but there's no website or no marketing because they know that they could come in, quickly develop these things, and sometimes double sales exactly. in an incredibly short period of time. So I know that it works, and I wish more manufacturers would listen to it. So going back to Ardor, shortly after you took over the presidency of your corporation, you've navigated two acquisitions. Talk to us a little bit about that. What was that like? It was rather fast. One of the grinding machines from Steed Grinding, they were family friends. The person that sold Steeg's equipment to us 
his father and my father were friends and had worked together long ago at Manson Machine Works. So we were fully aware of them, but we did not know that they were in the point of going out of business. So that just kind of, we stumbled upon that and we actually ended up moving into their building and it was a good fit for us. It integrates a lot of our products together and it saves us a lot. Um, we were actually using Stieg for our grinding services. So to be able to do that in-house now saves us a lot of money. As far as the Ardor acquisition, that is a company or a brand that goes far back in my family history. And my brother-in-law is the one that had owned it prior to us. Quantum Design is his company. And so we knew that it was there. We knew that he was getting ready to sell it. And so we placed ourselves in a position where we could acquire it. So that was kind of a planned thing, but the seed grinding just came up suddenly for us. Yeah. And it's, I didn't realize that that was the building that you guys moved into about a year ago. Yes. Yeah. So that was a huge opportunity. Yeah, exactly. That's why it all fit together well. And, you know, our Magnalock chucks are what's on the grinders. Magnalock was at one time owned by Matson Machine Works. Our, the grinders that we bought from Stieg were our Matson Machine Works grinders. So it's just, it was all just meant to be. We just didn't realize it. I mean, it, it's really been a good fit for us. That's great. So did you do any grinding before or you were outsourcing all of it? We owned one 54-inch Matson Machine Work rotary grinder. We brought that with us and added it to our fleet of grinders. But no, the rest of it was all being fielded out to other companies, mainly Stieg, actually. So, Yeah. It's funny how many manufacturers, like, you know, listen, I've been doing this. I'm going to start my 27th year in business. And years and years ago, when you walked into a machine shop, there was always a grinding department. And today that's rare. Most people outsource that function. And so I would imagine that you'll have the ability to get new business because you have a grinding department. Absolutely. We've had people from all over the country contact us about doing their grinding. And at first we were like, are you sure you understand that we're only located in Rockford, Illinois? We're not on the East Coast or the West Coast. And what we heard from a lot of those people were, we can't find anybody to do this large capacity grinding. We're willing to ship it to you and have you grind it type thing. So that was a big eye-opener for us about the opportunity that we had gotten ourselves into because we thought we were going to be more local. So, which we are, we have a, a lot of local business, but we do also have other businesses that contact us that are out of our, our area. I'd say one of the biggest challenges in purchasing the grinding equipment would be, we have several customers from Magnalock, mainly Magnalock brands that are grinding shops. So they're like, oh, you're grinding now. And so that's been a big challenge for me because I don't want to lose those customers and I don't want them to be misunderstood that we're in any type of competition with them because because we aren't at all. That sounds like a blog opportunity right there. There you go. <laughs> right? yeah. I'll add it to my list. So I know that you're passionate about business management and business development. What's next for your firm? Well, I need, just like everyone else needs, the pandemic to end. 
And just to get down to business, I took over here and then we just were acquiring Ardor. And then, you know, just months later, we were moving here and trying to get a grind shop up and running. And then just a few months after that, the pandemic hit. So I have been in constant pivot mode since I took over. And I I would just like to settle it and get some of the ideas I had when I agreed to take over in play. And I've, you know, it's prevented me a little bit for that. So we're really ramping up our marketing. And like I said, our, our brands are well established. So we have some older products that our customers haven't seen in years that we're pulling out engineering on and saying, you know, let's tweak this and let's bring this back and let's see if we can get some interest in it. So we have some new product ideas we're trying to develop and just, like I said, just getting settled in and getting down to business. The pandemic has really shook things up for everyone. Sure. Yeah, I know everyone is looking forward to hopefully life getting back to normal in exactly. 2021. Yeah. So what else would you like our listening audience to know about your particular brands and company? I guess for Magnalock, I'll take it by brand. Magnalock, I would say we repair any kind of chucks and that is a big part of our business is repairing electromagnetic chucks. Some of the chucks we see have been manufactured 40 or 50 years ago, and they still are able to be used. They just need to be rewired, new coils wound. And we're capable with all of our engineering history to repair different brands and our own brands, as well as sell new equipment. As far as lift magnets, our brands were top of the market at one time, and just by the brands being passed along into the different companies they were owned prior to us, they've kind of fell off the market. So we are trying our best to get our lift magnets back out there and help people understand we're still here. A lot of our customers think that we're a distributor of lift magnets, and we are the manufacturer. They are made in our facility, and they're made in the USA. So that's a big point for us on our lift magnets. As far as Ardor, I don't think people quite understand the scope that we have. We have an international reach with Ardor. Currently, we're working with someone in Sweden trying to get their grinder up and running for them. We have a customer in Australia. They're just they're all over the place. And a lot of them are 70 years old and they're still working just fine. There's not a brand right now on the market that can grind the same way as an Ardor grinder can. A lot of our customers don't realize we're still here. So that's a big point for that brand. As far as the grind shop, I think I kind of covered all that. We're here, we're open, we're ready to grind for whoever needs grinding done. The best way to find us is they can either search hashtag obsidian mfg and they will find all sorts of things and that's our corporate hashtag and it's hooked to just about everything we do or they can just go directly to our website obsidianmfg.com and they can get to any of our websites from there each of our brands have a website of their own and so that's the best way for listeners to reach out to you yes okay you know as i listen to you talk 
about the lift magnets and ardor and what has kind of happened over time with the brand awareness. As you're talking, I'm thinking to myself, this company is lucky to have you at the helm because you know how to fix those brand awareness problems. I hope so. We're working hard on it. So we want to let people know we're still here and have all the engineering documents and ready to serve. Wonderful. Sue, thank you so much for being with us today. I hope that manufacturers will follow your lead with regard to the importance of content marketing and SEO. We appreciate you being so open and sharing what's working for your company. We really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for asking me. It's been a great opportunity to be here and I appreciate it. And we appreciate you. I'd like to encourage our listeners to visit www.whampodcast.com where you can listen to all our shows and other manufacturing podcasts brought to you by the Jacket Media Company. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for joining the Wham! Podcast, where women empower other women in business and manufacturing. For more shows like this, go to whampodcast.com. That's whampodcast.com. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.